0: Welcome everyone. It is me Albert and this is the Ghostbusters Afterlife extensive analysis of all thus far released material. And if you saw the last episode on the main show 323 which was the um 12th episode of the Elden Ring podcast. We sort of just sat with a lot of that material, and um, I ended up coming out of it enriched from having done some uh, in depth analysis and zooming in and sitting with some of the details of the material. So, my hope is that in the same way with uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I'll be doing the same, bringing up various different bits and pieces. That, um, that have been released and um, I believe that we will all whoever's joining me on this one but if anyone joins it'll just be me but hopefully who knows it's up to you guys but yeah so going to parse through the material everything that's been released so far starting I believe with the most recent material which I saw yesterday or maybe even this morning which was a sticker of Gruberson so Paul Rudd's character and spoilers three two one it had a key maker or rather key master motif on the sticker so that's the latest that i've seen but we've had some posters and i'm also gonna obviously dive into my relationship and engagement with ghostbusters over the years and um so this will be episode two of the ghostbusters podcast and a follow-up to the first one which interdimensional which was my pitch for a gbrpg is what i'm calling it it's what i called it in the instagram post and let's yeah, let's mosey along, shall we? Excellent. So the first thing I want to do, and I know that it just made me think of Min Max. I, I heard that they do the deepest dive, etc. Um, that's in their style and my style is just my style, I guess. So to each their own. And for me, I, I believe I have a different approach. Everyone, you know, if they just do their own thing, ends up having their own approaches anyway to things. And um, my approach will just be, especially with, um, you know, us approaching the release date of, of Afterlife. You know, it's bringing into focus a lot of what has made me cherish the series for many years and obviously primarily primarily the first film. But there's a space in my heart for all of them, including Answer the Call. Um, I still think uh, a lovely animated series slash live-action series crossover would be great. Um, I know that some young kids grew up with that or have grown up or are growing up with that film, you know. Um, uh, yeah, particularly young girls, you know, seeing themselves on screen. And that makes me happy. So I uh, don't subscribe to any of those sort of outrage... Kind of stuff with that for me, you know, perfectly serviceable film. And um, uh, I recently started rewatching it. I had watched um, Ghostbusters one and two about two three weeks ago. We just moved into a new place here in Canberra, and there's a building which I uh, we have a fellow podcast YHS. Yes, have some podcasts. So shout out to you, lovely folks. And um, in my private message to them, I refer to it as like Canberra's Spook Central. Maybe off of something that I um, maybe off of something that I spoke about with my. Fiance- which was that it really honestly feels like this um building like appeared out of nowhere you know and uh we have been long time canberrans and it, it was so interesting to sort of just one day see it uh, pop up and it was very like if you think about it a little bit supernatural that way you know from a certain point of view i've also been every sunday watching um listening to tuning into a podcast called the mega strange podcast and their icon is a logo is the logo is a it's a ghost and it's uh, an offshoot of um mega 64 or rather it's just one of their shows and um they every episode is talking about you know supernatural occurrences which is you know as you can see however heavy the times get i'll always like spark a smile when i think about that stuff um so yeah So, as you may have seen, me just bringing up there the um, official website. Now, I've talked on other shows about my love for um, the art of the official website, or rather the craft and something that I hope that isn't lost. Um, I think that uh, with social media, there's, there's, you know, I think a friend of mine recently, I opened this topic up to my... um, you know some pals over with the um show podcast uh izzy and erica and i just posted it to them about i think i was talking about tiktok and erica very um astutely pointed out look you know social media is here to stay but um it does change You know, it has changed, the roles have changed, and what I'm hoping for is um, in this, after this sort of COVID nightmare that we're all in, that we'll all sort of Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge sort of wake up and have this increased appreciation for things that maybe we were starting to take for granted and you might be like wow you're going a- on a lot about official sites but i told i think i told the story of um van helsing in 2004 i was still in high school and when that was coming out and you can look at look look it up on the wayback machine we can have a bit of a, a try at doing that so if i go Wayback machine uh, no promises because we have some material to make our way through so if i just go van helsing i don't think it was van helsing movie but um immediately after seeing there you go let's go 2003 well if this ends up being fairly simple and easy to do yeah big spike in 2014 um i think my filter may be getting rid of some of the elements here so i have a filter called night eye highly recommend it um, just sort of easier on the eyes, everything. And then I also recommend—you uh, can't see it because of the zoom mask I've made—but uh, there's another app here called—it's just called Shut Shut Up, like it's S H U T U P space U P—and um, it eliminates all comment sections with very few exceptions. It eliminates all comment sections online. Which, since discovering that, I've called it um, like an electric toothbrush moment, you know, and. The analogy being that once you've switched from normal toothbrush to electric, it's like you just can't go back. So and we've had a couple of electric toothbrush moments, you know, as we've been discovering new ways of doing things with COVID. So okay, well, so the earliest instance here, 20- 2001, but let's, you know, I'll uh, let's go 2003, maybe went like, in the ramp up to the release, you know. And uh, I remember opening up the site. Um, and this will be a trip if i can see it Ah, oh, uh van helsing maybe it is van helsing movie actually uh it was also adventure lives forever but let, hold on see i see this big spike in 2004 so maybe they bought the domain easy and so then it'll be at the very end van Helsing.net. okay cool yeah that's how it's my little trick for finding out old sites and it's interesting to see a major movie you know dot net but you know and no- the folks don't don't worry we'll be looping into um we'll be looping into some uh i see 2021 obviously it's not there anymore but let's go december 2003 so i think yeah there you go the black you know Ooh, and you just get excited you know so that was, that's been me also with the dune um material we've been seeing i always think of the official site as like the home of the thing you know and so then everything else is the offshoot or the tributary kind of outlets you know so just waiting for one of the versions to pop up hopefully so that you can see what I mean. Shall we risk it and go into October two thousand four? Once again, the policy with people maybe tuning in for the first time is like, wow, immediately into a Van Helsing tangent, huh? But and I don't have to qualify, I guess, repeatedly. But it's like my adage is um, same one from Jontron, which is Albert has interests and he'll discuss them. He says Jontron has interests and he will discuss them with the um, uh, was it the architecture episode that he had. And I've I've really reacquainted my, with my myself, reacquainted myself with podcasting as something relaxing to do and not as an obligation and something additive and 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 uh, you can just see across the span of like the last episode i just started in a certain mood and just because there is this chronicle occurring and this deepening of appreciation and, and like populating of, of um, previously foggy, or just non-existent corners of my understanding of the subject matter. That over the course of the uh, recording, it feels like something like a gift I've given myself, you know. And hopefully, if you are tuning in, which is the optional part because I'd be doing this anyway, but you know, for those who have expressed that they've enjoyed what I do, this is my hope that it feels that you've. Um, had a positive experience from engaging with my material that I make as a byproduct of my relationship and engagement with art and entertainment. So hopefully we can just get a snapshot and you know how, I don't, I don't know if it'll become infamous, but on the last episode, I went on a bit of an architecture bend and I, I just, I, desperately wanted to I just like give me the name of this particular architectural feature we found it eventually it's a it's a uh, hammer beam ceiling pendant so it's a at the end of a hammer beam be, hammer beam ceiling there's a there's these little struts that sort of hang there that's called a hammer beam ceiling pendant and so for this it's just albert is on a quest and i think that we would have had a very very interesting um alternate timeline of Van Helsing trilogy, potentially, if people hadn't gotten so, I don't know nitpicky i I swear like if i really think about it what i'm hoping is and this loops back to ghostbusters is that the gratitude not that it not that the film has to be inferior or can get away with being inferior because most people are just coming to the cinemas out of gratitude but i feel like both filmmakers and filmgoers are going to be experiencing this yeah this this new feeling i think this new feeling of um putting more effort into both both sides you know and because they'll they'll have missed it they'll have been like well you know I, I took for granted that i could just go to the film set or go into the office or go into the, the studio but they can't do that anymore and i think people coming back to yeah coming back to things is gonna engender a lot of positivity at least i hope so van but also so here's the key i think there's a there was another site folks van helsing poster and then depending on how i Feel like editing this one. I'll either pop the Van Helsing tangent at the very end. No, vanhelsing.net. That's vanhelsing.net pretty much everywhere. Yeah, wow. But it's black, so that, that kind of gives me the hint that maybe something is struggling to populate. It was a flash based site, though. So maybe all we'll be able to do, folks, is maybe have a look at a, a little glimpse of what the site used to be using our fancy. Quote searching. Yeah, it was, yeah, here we go. So this was the silhouette that, the one name they all fear, right? So, mm, amazing. And it's important that I bring up the, the, the you know, I, at least I think it's important to bring up, like how I would bring up with Breath of the Wild, I would bring up how I, I am having, like an Ocarina of Time moment, is that something that I consider very special, no, I was about, about, I was about to say miraculous, but no, just special, is, um... How something in the modern time can conjure and feel like it comes from the same place and is maybe hitting the same emotional places in you as something from the past, and for me, the kind of hype that's slowly building for Ghostbusters Afterlife absolutely evokes, like you know, the Van Helsing's, and and I I, I feel as though just respectfully, with all respect to. to Van Helsing, I think, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife is going to have an afterlife. So, fun, fun, fun. Okay, well, you know, shall we wing it? Let's just... uh, 2008, come on. That would be nice. I mean, here's the thing. Sometimes Safari can be a bit Safari, you know? So we will just give Google Chrome a go. Google Chrome is so eager every time I bring it up. It's like, really? Really? You're playing with me? It's like, um, I'm good. I'm good, Google. I just need to borrow you. And I don't subscribe to the Chrome is better than everything. I just think it's the more that's done you know, Willy Wonka-style like, software and hardware integrating, the better. So, let's go, hopefully that'll just pop up as is, and I don't have to do anything else. Ah, there you go nothing more heartbreaking than that adobe flash player no longer supported which means that the whole site was flash so that's i guess really sad that is really sad i've i've taken some screen captures in my archives long ago so there's a little cautionary tale folks right there maybe i'll have edited this a bit quicker but um but yeah so to add yeah so that again maybe throws into more relief or sharpens My point even further which is show these things love and i know that flash is something that you know was going to die out anyway but the subtext there is that it's um something that when we didn't pay enough attention to it it faded away because again there are there are other timelines where like flash got super refined and then super integrated and you know yeah that's all the different timelines and looping back to ghostbusters timelines um you know i hope we are in the timeline where first of all where maybe at the end of ghostbusters afterlife there's uh, this post credit sequence that's been talked about um, and I would love for that to be something that alluded to the fusing of different universes. I think that would be cool. Yeah, just to kind of show a nod of respect to, to, to answer the call I know um, I'm coming into, just like how I'm coming into Dune off of Villeneuve, but I've been diving into some of the other material um, you know, I, I would look at sometimes like the wiki and stuff but um, I think there's a, a bit of a consistent pattern with me which is that i had a long a distant in the past relationship with um with a certain kind of material and and then i would um fade out of like of of consciousness of it and then only recently i've, I've starting to really be engaged and interested in in deepening my knowledge and being like oh yeah i do remember seeing you know vhs standees potentially or or maybe seeing it uh, renting i think in some distant memory we we probably rented the original ghostbusters you know on vhs and i obviously it's it was terrifying like i had very very few positive memories in terms of like it being you know anything other than scary right so anyway because i like to go topic by topic so to 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 tie off the the subject of the official site there's an art to it um Uh, Down the line. I could see us. I could see myself diving into the official side of like Dune just before that one gets shut down And I think even the God of War site just to show you how how these things like actually disappear when you used to go to God of War Right there used to be this big interactive site and I've I screen captured and screen recorded the heck out of it And now it's this sort of simple product page, but before you could like go into Yeah, this is it Listen, and see even that like I thought that that was like an archived version, but they simply It's just gone now, right? And there was something similar with um, the order 1886, right? Where you could like, Draw a pin board and like go around London and, and it would be a, like a map of London and it would be interactive and you could drop a pin and then there would be featurettes that would come up. I just think, you know, I just think it's such a creative use of the internet and maybe it makes me all, like old sounding, but I just hope that we continue to have the official side of something like da 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 which look at this little browser like that's existed since the beginning of the internet, like that little browser field. There are certain things that I like that solace. Maybe it's the idea of maybe things like Changing a whole bunch recently that um you know I kind of don't want certain things to change I want to believe that um, certain things are just there like we always have to breathe oxygen to but that'll never change like we won't not in my lifetime will like humanity evolve to not need oxygen anymore and I can kind of sleep at night or just not even think about the fact that it's like yeah that's one of the known quantities because so much is up in the air nowadays so I'm just cherishing the known quantities a lot so one second i know that i can mute this so i'm gonna try okay back online yep okay cool so immediately when we think about ghostbusters afterlife um the aesthetic choice moving away from the city moving away from this sort of darker palette you know um this it's interesting so uh, answer the call had a pop poppier palette it was in the city but then every like saturation turned up and but here and so that it was like an artificially generated brightness whereas this is like they literally went to a brighter setting like you can see these i believe they're barley fields initially thought they were wheat fields but from uh ivan reitman's breakdown which we're going to look at as well um You know, they're actually, it's actually Bali. And, and, um, I, I'm, my name's Albert. I, I've, like, I heard that, like, this region, it's not said in Canada, this is Oklahoma. But, um, I've heard of, like, how Alberta, like, my namesake province in Canada, is, like, full of fields. And one day, just as a little trip, like, little tangent, I would love to visit, you know, some of these places, you know, down the line. Um, Marie and I have, have riffed about um, a trip next year. Fingers crossed, you know, New York. Avatar have but I digress, I digress. So immediately when you come to the site, um, I had been visiting it here and there. I think I visited it about, I visited it since, but maybe about six months ago. I noticed it was again, very just like that God, that God of War site that I just brought you to. It was like a product site. It was just a lot of Ghostbusters, the rug, Ghostbusters, you know, Slimer plushies or whatever. And it was like, okay, well, you know, i guess it's a hub of some kind and it just had this feeling of just being yeah i guess a bunch of products you know um but when it relaunched like this as we start to ramp things up and i start to see this the the refresh the refreshingly grounded approach of this film uh, refreshingly back to basics um but not in a gimmicky way uh and i and i mean this is a positive like a lower budget you know um i think the art of the f- the art of strategically using a lower budget than what we see in many cases, with the exception of maybe like the James Ca- James Camerons of the world, is a is a lost art, and I I would love for, to see it return. You know, I really would, and this is what we're seeing here. And and I was talking with, uh, um, you know him, you love him. It's uh, Brendan from a few of the episodes I've done. Uh, he was talking about how like Star Wars ultimate like fulfillment was to end up on on tv you know like those films the original trilogy which is what star wars is for me 77 to 83 those films um had the in some senses they had the budgets of like some tv episodes like nowadays like i guess i just adjusted for inflation that'd be different but um they had just it was lower just cash cash to draw, whatever, like, it was a lower cost. And it brought out this ingenuity, and it brought out, you know, a filmic groundedness aesthetically, which is all something that, you know, again, I've always thought it was curious how um, they didn't use that technique of slapdash, which, like, cobbled together, which which really worked for these films. And I know that recently I was watching a, a documentary um, about... I think it was the matrix potentially or maybe maybe star wars but it it was a modern film and he was talking about how yeah and my approach with this is literally to just grab a world war ii kit and just sort of start throwing stuff together and that made me really happy because um and it isn't like an old person come out to anything i just think it's you know it's nice to kind of flirt with new technologies and and i think um david fincher made really great use of cg subtly uh this i'm trying to think of certain films that implemented cg in a very non-invasive way it's like cg has has done wonders for like removing wires and extending landscapes like stuff that's that you wouldn't even think it was cg really but um uh by and large i think that we were sort of we've taken a bit of taken a bit of a step back into the the physical you know uh, you know vfx versus sfx so moving back into that sfx um paradigm and that's exemplified by what i hope uh, is a um ends up being a muncher animatronic which would be lovely so so this site a beautiful comprehensive site which i I, i'm really loving and i'm really loving the resurgence you know if you just go ghostbusters afterlife you just go google images and let's now obviously we can just turn the, the night eye back on yeah, perfect. I'm still typing around my um, Elgato mic here because still waiting for the desk to arrive with the swinging arm for the for the mic. So yeah, let's go to. I mean, we could do Bing. Bing is. I'm sorry, but Bing is better for for image searches. It really is. But it's not necessarily bringing up the latest. So maybe let's just. Um, is there a viewing? There's not. There's no sort of large viewing style that bing has is there which okay we have to go bing because i'll tell you what like first of all not only you get higher resolution with bing it's not good for like bing isn't very good for like most things it's it's i don't use it for anything else other than like amazing images and and see how they have a, a strange thing of like not having the latest images so what we can do is we can go date and we'll just go past month so hopefully that'll bring up some of the latest stuff the latest poster would be great last week excellent fantastic and brilliant see what i own? okay i vanished but i thought there was one extra size we could go but that's fine yeah we won't go full screen yet but that is cool to do full screen so and that lets me go side by side excellent excellent um uh, just because i would love for you everyone watching to have just the best and then myself you know like that's the first thing that came to mind is like it would be great for all these images to be really high resolution that would be great maybe large Eight, medium all right at that point we just go all see what i mean it's not not the best but i just like that gallery view weirdly non-responsive okay so if i remember them all celeste paul finn logan and mckenna um podcast is an interesting name for that character isn't it I'm sure that'll actually get brought up in the film itself i'm assuming it's because he listens to a lot of podcasts or maybe creates them and i would have a particular kick if he i would get a particular kick out of um if he has a podcast like just how millie bobby brown had her podcast in godzilla you know that or listen to one at least so that would be interesting to see how that element of podcasting comes in that's interesting um mckenna egon it's when we see the trailer later you'll see there's certain very specific mannerisms like she has nailed down you know um for sure so that's just makes me happy um and i i egon's my favorite of of the group i suppose if we're going to do favorites um ray's great but uh you know i just like egon's like true true outsider nerd like to the point of being i don't know like you know social adjustment d- behavior disorder i think i was i was no i was diagnosed with that out of my army incident and i just that oddness with things and then but then he's also very like loyal and um brave you know which is great and we're going to also this is a i will say i'll give i'll give warning not a full-blown 100 percent guarantee something might slip out so just saying if you're wanting to maybe just go in completely spoiler less with all of this sort of stuff um you know it's i would say maybe just proceed cautiously i guess um so so bill murray ernie hudson um and dan aykroyd Confirmed to appear in this film as their own characters. Uh, you know, Jason has um hasn't confirmed it. I think he's he's still. It's very very endearing. It's very 80s and 90s. Like there's still an element of him operating with the understanding that there haven't haven't been any leaks, so that like don't pay attention to the leaks. Which you know I've I've haven't gone like intentionally crazily seeking them the way that I did with like maybe the Star Wars. You know um, that I did for a time. Which, I'm just not doing that anymore. I'd rather do what I'm doing now. Um, in terms of the art and entertainment engagement, which... Yeah, I just don't think I'm following that many subreddits that closely as, as I was in, like, being that, you know, keyed in. So there's still some mysteries to this film. Um, so, also, I, I do love the... Is it the RTV? The Remote Vehicle Trap? RTV, yeah? I love that. Um... And this is just a a great shot. This is introducing some of these silhouettes. So you obviously have something here like kind of evokes Ray's silhouette. Uh, I love the PK meter there. I think that might be Carrie Coon's character Um, because I don't recognize, yeah. Um, Yeah, Paul, Uh, yeah, I think it would be Carrie Coon because we have carrying her grandfather's, you know, device there. Father's device or grandfather? No, I think, mm, yeah, I think your father's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then sort of that image framing of the the two adults i think that's how that makes sense so that's basically carrie i love this poster and and, you know think of the original poster folks like this is something that okay just gonna put it out there like this is something that i could see maybe a movie 10 years 15 years from now like a kid having this poster on uh, us having this poster up in their room if we even still do you know the blue tacked poster thing but it's 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 got its own iconic vibe and um you know <laughs> a little face here i kind of like that that's nice who knows I'm, I'm squinting i'm seeing if i can see anything part of my brain wants to see a mantra there but i don't know There's a, there's a bit of, sort of a wideness there and like this could be two arms but who knows the subtle things that some of these poster designers choose to do so i love the exclusively in movie theaters that's wonderful i love that we're rallying to that you know we really are and it's uh there's Stay Puffed right there, marshmallows. Yeah, Somerville. Sumeraville, Sumeria. That's my, you know, if, if you go to the Instagram, I've, I've put that out there in terms of a theory. Yeah, so I think we might have to jump onto Google. Sorry, just to get the latest images, you know? It's just, yeah, Bing isn't the best. So I also hope you're enjoying the, the music in the background. When I'm proof listening to this one later or editing, um, that'll be nice to listen to i love elmer's Elma's score look at this the art and making of the movie so you're going to witness something live happening now folks i am a big art book collector i've really stripped down everything and all i do is collect the art books um first of all i'm that guy i'm just saving every single image so this is going to be fun amazon united states the united kingdom let's go boom i hope it's not run out that would be that would suck if it... Yep, yeah, great. We're good to go. And that's hardcover. Excellent. Let's go. Maybe I'll cut. Who knows if I'm just pre-ordering. So beautiful. This is what I was looking for. Excellent. We'll, we'll read the synopsis after we've... We've gotten everything underway. Like, look right, right here, folks. Ah. Uh, I don't think any, like, great, great personal information has popped up or whatever, but... General Mills to Cereal. Oh, it's stuck right now. It's stuck somewhere, I think, in, in Melbourne or track package we'll do that later but it makes me sad because i I, i'm really looking forward to that coming in and i think it's even run out you actually can't pick it up anymore Oh, you can sell buy is beyond the ship is the coverage for this item see? uh boom okay there is an add to cart but anyway we'll talk about it later um so that one's now added which makes me makes me very happy wonderful so, what we'll do is we'll go to the Amazon. I know I just like to read from the, the, the page itself. Here we go. Right. In Ghostbusters Afterlife, the art and making of the movie, author Ozzy Inguanzo provides a comprehensive look at the making of the next chapter in the original Ghostbusters universe when a single mom and her two kids arrive in the small town of Somerville, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. This lavish hardback explores the creative spirit and remarkable legacy behind the film providing in-depth insider access to its development and production. Experience the journey from script to screen through an extensive collection of behind-the-scenes images and designs, including concept art, storyboards, sketches, and models, showcasing the unique process of capturing the spirit of the original film through new and iconic visuals, creatures, costumes, props, and one of the most beloved vehicles in cinema history. Accompanying hundreds of stunning images are exclusive insights from key creatives including writer-director Jason Reitman, producer Ivan Reitman, the production designer, cinematographer, costume designer, visual effects designer, and the special makeup and live-action creature effects designer amazing title i'm gonna read that again wow the special makeup in live action creature effects designer making it the ultimate movie companion for fans and film lovers alike uh, and see now the the smile widens um <clears throat> there's gonna be something in this film which first of all my 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 love of this film and my love of ghostbusters has actually been if anything like signal boosted think of it as you know to use a ghostbusters analogy it's like The thing that spook central does to like the the etheric or you know paranormal energies sort of the signal boost to this is game over greggy and his amazing passion for ghostbusters he's um the highest profile i believe ghostbusters aficionado that we have there um, that's interesting that it will only pop- populate this many here but as you can see for the longest time the right here boom one and two they had for the longest time in their studio this painting uh, of the four original members uh, before Colin departed of um of, uh, of the ghostbusters you know of the of, yeah kind of funny and um yeah so'm I'm, I'm I guess we could say over a decade, maybe even two decades, removed from like my first sort of brush with Ghostbusters in the 90s in the VHS store, you know. Even the memory of like walking down the VHS, um, I guess, aisles and seeing certain VHS covers, like you would just be like, oh, there's Ghostbusters and there's, and there's Ghostbusters too, but again generally ghostbusters would be the one that jumps to mind and 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 by the way just to quickly say about ghostbusters 2 i absolutely love that film it's fun it's it's got a different texture to it um it's uh, it's my favorite is the original but i just like two is is a is i got i don't know if there's been sometimes certain films are selected by the collective consciousness of the collective collective public consciousness to to just bear some kind of weird burden that's like because the original was so successful that like the same creatives had to be dealt some kind of like humbling blow or chastising blow because um you know i would obviously have yeah like i think the goop the goop packs don't look the best i think you know the fact that they they get there um yeah and the presence of slime i think like so much slime um I'm sure it appealed to, like, some of the early 90s kind of kids, but, um, like, slime is best when, best when it is a garnish, you know, so there's a lot of slime and goop and stuff, but, um, but no, I I enjoyed it, I rushed it recently, like, um, you know, Bill Murray's funny, um, uh, Egon is weird, (laughs) Ray is endearing, you know, and Ernie's rad, as always, so... it's a good good film so I don't know what to tell people and um but but there's no doubt that this is something I talked about on episode one which I can't place it for the main show I apologise but I would maybe say maybe 289 or something like that we'll see if I'm correct um I talked about how Ghostbusters is still now which I am seeing every sign that this is finally about to change hasn't really Ghostbusters hasn't really stepped fully into its like potential and that i used in the last episode to exemplify that i used the first line which we may as well now with this new setup we'll bring it up and i'll highlight it nice and big for people ghostbusters wikipedia just in case people might not believe me if you go to the ghostbusters wikipedia page at the very beginning there's a line if you go belushi okay battling city boom Adventure through time and space, otherwise known as interdimensional travel, like the interdimensional crossroad. Here we go. So based on his own fascination with spirituality, Ackroyd conceived Ghostbusters as, a pro- Ghostbusters as a project starring himself and John Belushi in which they would adventure through time and space battling supernatural threats. So I cannot emphasize enough how much this is like... Uh, like I just feel like... All right, I'm just gonna leave this here. Well, okay, we're just gonna, yeah. Because it's just so, so often overlooked in a very similar way to how Wizarding World is just a little bit shy about going beyond, you know, the UK in terms of a setting. I think it's just you know, Ghostbusters has been so tied with New York and that's fine, like that's, you know even, and I've reworked the pitch a bit of of inter of Interdimensional um, if you just go instagram.com forward slash Ghostbusters podcast you know, I put this one together maybe a couple weeks ago and um, let's go over it so an open, oh excuse me may as well log in on the main one excellent and if people have been seeing the countdowns i like putting together i hope you've been enjoying those these ones here so based on control god of war and red dead 2 okay beautiful so this is the press release i released, so i may as well if you haven't seen it so ghostbusters interdimensional an open dimension next gen rpg based on Acroid and belushi's original 1981 concept for ghostbusters where the protagonist would travel through time and space to combat a host of demonic and supernatural threats so in the background you have some beautiful artwork by Jin Hakwon Art, so artist credit number one, but they do look like, you know, strange slores and all this kind of strange stuff, you know, um, which we're going to go into when we talk about this project. Um, it's similar to the one I, I've, I've put together for um, MonsterVerse of like a, a Kong RPG where it's just Kong Hollow Earth and he just, it's just him traversing this amazing... Um, space of the hollow earth which lends itself so well to a different kind of platformer as kong where you're you know you've got that anti-gravity element so you can really get some interesting huge universe sort of platforming on and then use because of the power of next gen, like use the same assets of the films you know for the cg but That's kind of what I'm talking about, and part of my talk that I'll be giving actually in a few days, uh, Patterns, Podcasts, and Parables, Evolving Humanity Through Interactive Art, is going to be about how we need to really start evolving our our notions of what a game can be. And um, even though Arkham sort of slightly wedged the door open with the idea of an adjacent project coming out close to when the Nolan movies um the Nolan films were coming out like that's cool like Arkham and look, look and frankly no I will use it as a full-blown example because look at what it did it created its own like Arkham likes basically now so excuse me you know and um yeah Arkham likes and if I you know if I'm being honest uh, yeah the the talk which you'll see if you tune in on the youtube it's just australian australian center for the moving image acme but it's through melbourne international games week i'll be talking about how we we don't we just we we want to avoid two timelines we want to avoid the nightmare timeline where we're not doing interesting things anymore and we want to avoid the boring timeline where we are just keep on doing what we're doing and not really evolving and what I would love to see is, for on some, in some way, whether I'm part of it or not, like for for stuff like this to, to not get, I guess I would I would say probably probably unconditionally mostly downvoted is, and I call that the strange Stockholm syndrome effect of not wanting to breach out of what is known and what is so there's immediately there's a wound, wounded mentality when it comes to looking at subjects like this they're like oh, no i just couldn't happen and you know i don't know and there's just doubt immediately and then it's like well then how can you blame like you have no one else to blame for this thing not existing but yourself um right and what we're seeing though is i believe this big upsurge in post covid unjadedness and positivity and appreciation i could see this actually being considered so we'll go into it right so jim and i's very first idea for ghostbusters was much much bigger traveling time and space busting all kinds of interdimensional nasties so that's what that's roughly it's not a direct quote but it's roughly what dan akward has has alluded to in the past Um, at least from that wikipedia article so press release welcome to the astral nexus a ghostbusters easiest way of getting around the entire cosmos busting every specter or spook that needs it created by stance labs this extraordinary research station located simultaneously in gbhq's nyc basement and in the space between every possible dimension in existence is your portal to the five ravaged realms open worlds bursting with hidden lore unique npcs and of course ghosts to bust the vultrini capital the Slore Homeworld, the Torg spires, the Mechatrex Temples, and the Gazarian Depths. As a newly initiated member of Stance's team, you'll join Stance's daughter Linda, Chloe, Glo- Chloe Grace Moretz, just a pitch, you know. For the idea, um, Phoebe Spengler, McKenna Graceful of Ghostbusters Afterlife, and the eccentric Professor Archie Luntz, which is just I liked. Uh, there's a, a very interesting quality to Ghostbusters like traditional like last names like Venkman and Zeddemore, you know Spengler, right? Venkman. They they just have an interesting quality to them, and so Luntz kind of came to me. I was like Archie. It's like and that's sort of a sort of folksy kind of thing so and i think he would be perfect for it i mean he would he would be so perfect i mean this thing directed by Corey barlog starring like a motion captured game of a greggy like getting his full-blown acting on like come on let's just we're gonna even we're we're gonna dive into greggy's um kinship with ghostbusters soon anyway but you know on our our big journey across all of this material okay so join them all as the crew are given their biggest gig yet ensuring the cosmos itself isn't torn asunder by mysterious nefarious forces of interdimensional evil discover the secrets close the nexus rifts upgrade your gear and most of all get out there and bust some ghosts a ghostbusters game pitched by myself right so i mean and then okay you just see here and it's like these people are great kindred kindred people who chimed in with likes and shout out to all of you Danny T-Vac, Um, 313 Ghostbusters Parisi 1998 so it's like it's nice to see even the faintest amount of this spreading you know proton buildings like shout out to you you know and that's my hope is that you know we start seeing from afterlife onwards that's what's like the story itself is going to be I just think this beautiful. I mean, look at the field imagery, right? If you go to the site, that like it's like planting a whole new field of possibility, you know, like planting seeds that will then grow into something that we can then harvest again. There is a very much a a, re- a reboot quill kind of quality, more in in the sense of I believe a brand new story that's going to be told, even though we've seen, you know, some common elements but um, the purpose of this will be to I I think there's been some comparisons to what the Force Awakens trailer did Um, and it it certainly has a feel like you know uh, the Ecto-1 being the the Millennium Falcon so there's a a vibe to it of then like how it's sort of careening and then like there's a vibe to that and if I think maybe people have brought up both trailers maybe it seems like something that people would do and um, one thing i could try and do is have both simultaneously going so i can be that guy so let's have some fun and that'll sort of lead us into talking about the trailers anyway as well ghostbusters afterlife there we go so this is i believe the main trailer that's the first one that's right 10th of december 2019 right when stuff was about to happen you know uh, I think, yeah, as I said, there will be an upsurge in, like, true gratitude for um, for films. I really, really think there will be. And art and entertainment in general, because... And then just going out, you know, to the cinema. Definitely. So, looking forward to my little mic stand thing coming, so I can do things a bit quicker. The Force Awakens trailer here we go, so five years and then one year ago, so we're going to bring them up one for one, T this T that and hopefully I can layer them on top of each other in a way that looks nice-ish and is possible okay, and three two, let's keep the audio for obviously Ghostbusters up and mute the audio for this one Okay, boom, That's one's playing and now this one's playing.
1: What are you doing here in Somerville anyway? Honestly, my mom won't say it.
0: Let's pause it and let it get started. We're
1: completely broke. And the only thing that's left in our name is this creepy old farmhouse our grandfather left us. Creepy
0: the old, no. so the, we have the, the old decor. you bring me
1: up here? Entertainment value.
0: There's <laughs> similar shots, you know? What is that? What is that, you know? <laughs> There's a moment of discovery. The logo's coming Somehow,
1: up. Somehow, a town that isn't anywhere near a tectonic plate that has no fault lines, no fracking, we no loud
0: music. The introduction here. of the concept, It's shaking you
1: know? on a daily basis. Under the dining table now. Hey, remember that one summer we died under a table?
2: I found this in my living room. Kill a replica a replica of what a ghost trap there hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years bunch sure. New York in the 80s it's like The Walking Dead your dad never mentioned this to you
0: let's see again just my mom timed with the two characters talking about the past like
2: my grandfather died my mom says we're just here to pick through the rubble of his life.
0: There actually is a who are you in? In, in, I think, both trailers,
2: yeah. Call it fate. Call it luck. Call it karma.
1: I believe that everything happens for a reason. I love that.
2: Come on, darling.
0: So a little bit longer. Force awakens one. Is this Chewie We're home?
1: It has a gunner seat. Okay.
0: But already you can already see what I was talking about. So beautiful. And what I what I comfort myself with believing is that as we go along with all these. Films. is that there's hopefully people from all the different teams looking at what each team has done and i i, I have a hope in my heart that the ghostbusters the matrix the dune teams are, are have have seen what went wrong with the star wars stuff um which if i were to summarize it's just excellent performances a, a you know a plot with much much to be desired and um so much more iteration that was needed. They they shot undeveloped temp script kind of level material uh, with such great performers, but you know that's another I digress moment. So the Nexus, as I was talking about, that I love that that phrase. I think hopefully with this, I just hope I hope. Okay, let's just manifest it all three. So a beautiful Dune RPG, Horizon Zero Dune, Horizon Zero Ghostbusters, and Horizon Zero matrix like it would be wonderful to see this explosion of this particular format of storytelling which i think with god of war we've seen you know god of war was like regularly trending there was matrix 4 and then there was god of war matrix resurrections and god of war just you know high-fiving each other in in that trending tab which made me so happy but it goes to show that um Yeah, certain things that resonate with people, and I think what that speaks to in Trending is, like it or not, it's a bit of a universal indicator, and um, Matrix has a lot of pertinent messages, and uh, God of War, you know, it got into that, um, what I still am so grateful that we're in the timeline where God of War did did exceptionally well, uh, commercially, uh, sorry, critically and commercially. And I want to see, I would love for, you know, I want to be humble, but I have a strong feeling that Ghostbusters Afterlife is is going to herald this awakening of, of the potential of Ghostbusters, the premise, which I believe does lie beyond New York, which we're seeing, obviously, and it, it does lie beyond Earth. I, I, I would love to see you know you even have the stranger things connection there with finn of maybe an upside down thing where we're going into just different visuals and we're just seeing like i just love the idea of this task force that humanity had this idea and then very similar to men in black almost that there's a refugee situation in men in black where it's like certain species around the galaxy know that oh the humans you can go to them like that's a safe place and they can help you so i would love for certain you know um entities to 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 like visit the ghostbusters and say hey our our home world or our home dimension needs help da da, da. and for the interesting kind of almost indiana jonesy kind of stuff happening like i would love to see a stripped down indiana jones kind of style ghostbuster of like okay so we're out in the field basically like we're in the the mechatrex temples as i said in the pitch and what would that look like you know it'd be indiana jones meets ghostbusters and you're going into these complexes and you're busting ghosts you're like taking them back to this nexus you know so i have no believe me i have no illusions like this film i i for for example i love planes trains and automobiles and i look forward to watching it you know hopefully all goes well with this year for people to come over but it's it's like a christmas movie for me i love it and john candy was in 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 the running for um i believe it was ray ray stands or no venkman no excuse me it was not it was for lewis tully my apologies and um and rick moranis jumped in there we have shrunk the shrunk podcast too uh, in anticipation of um moranis's wonderful return i believe moranis might appear in this one uh, because i just think maybe he may have even just been checking his phone between setups or something um jason reitman and he just saw rick moranis has returned to acting i i swear i would not put it past jason to have just stopped right then and there it's like excuse me if rick moranis is back for shrunk you know honey i shrunk the kids with josh gad like we need to get him at least for one scene like i don't care he's back in if he's back in you're back in you know so i would love to believe and i think you know i think the film has been screened people have been very good to not leak the big stuff and um let's have a look at when australia gets it um going on all the tangents here let and see if i can get it all in one i'm see how i'm a big fan of the 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 space bar, as in the, the browser bar searching. So Ghostbusters, and I believe Hoyts do underscores. No, they do dashes, afterlife. Sure, you can know where I live. People know, it's fine. All right, just Ghostbusters on its own then, damn it. Okay, well, I tried. I usually get it. Maybe I'm not adding a certain element of the URL. let Ghostbusters GeoHost. host. There we go, 1st of January, just like June. Mm. Oh, sorry, just like Matrix uh, Resurrections, January 1st here in Australia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, and Clifford, I'm looking forward to Clifford as well. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Um, Part of my research entertain search or researchment, research entertainment for a book that I'm writing called Steed, uh, the epic mounts of myth, of fantasy and myth. Um, Yeah, just looking at all of the, you know, Atreyu and... um, Artax, Gandalf, Shadowfax, um uh Aang and Appa you know, like those really wonderful relationships between like the loyal steed and uh, or a, a boy and his beast, like that like kind of thing, you know, Trico. The inspiration frankly came from Trico and um and the boy from the Ueda story, you know, The Last Guardian. But But um but yeah, I think actually with Neverending Story it's probably more like uh, Atreyu and Falcor, or maybe Bastion and Falcor. You know, they'll both be in there. But and and I like the Fathiers from. Believe it or not, I do like one thing of 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 the um, of the Last Jedi. And I think the name they should have kept it Falthier I think that was an in-progress one with the L in there, because Fathier is just like so close to father, and that's like I am your father. It's like nomenclature-wise, like Last Jedi was just not good not good. Crate, crate dragon, crate like repeating the word jedi the secrets of dumbledore though see how like there's the most of that title is is new so dumbledore um right like that's the the main kind of and it's the bigger word so just that idea of using the word reusing the word secrets again it's like i don't mind that so much but the last jedi it's just like return of the jedi the last jedi it's like yeah you know anyway that's another little digression Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ah, yeah, see, it's all there already. Boom. Okay, so it's an open secret. Boom. And Gil Kanan. Let's have a look at Gil Kanan, um, writer. Well done, buddy. British-Israeli-American film director. Shouts out to you. Doing your thing on Twitter. Love this poster so much. A boy called Christmas. Interesting. So a bit of a Christmas story, like, come early kind of thing. I can vibe with that. I mean, that seems very charming. Wow, that's very nice. Okay, makes me think of what the um, eventual Narnia stuff will be will look like. You know, uh, is that? Oh, that's very similar to. I oh, give me that, Poltergeist vibe. Okay, so Gilkinan is a kindred dude. I I enjoy this human being. He's rad. Ah, oh, thou art dead was the original Coin Up arcade game that we created for Skull Joan Hitter to play in the pizza place. Simeon spent months designing a resprite in the game and we eventually got a fully playable version of the game on the THQ MH game for GameCube so excellent oh yeah he's rad so so, brother from another mother kind of like cut from the same cloth kind of dude I love him so I feel very yeah look at this guy like this guy co-wrote the new Ghostbusters shouts out to you Gil um I will follow you and I don't use Twitter very much but I will um that's weird that there isn't just the login option. Okay. <laughs> All right. See that when it gets, I'll, don't worry, I'll follow him. Shouts out to you. You're red. Um. Okay, I'm digging that. Very much so. Now I'm. Now I'm just okay. Login. There you go. Oh my god. Why did? Why? Why you? Why you like this? This is so weird. Where's? Where's the heck is passwords like how it just used to come up? Anyway. Apologies, folks. Really seriously you know why I'm doing this is because I know that other stuff will come up but yeah I just wanted to give him that follow excellent okay Uh, in our lovely little kind of forest of tangents we've been making our way through I guess the site um, where we're starting to right now at least so you can watch some videos download the app which I did I had a look at it it's interesting official YouTube channel which has been killing it I will say with all the um all the official, ah, uh, yeah, the, the just the, Can I just let's just talk about? I guess I have to bring up Greg for this because I remember it's just interwoven with my. I we do the kind of funny community podcast as well, where I do it, and yeah. So let's just go, instagramcom Griggy. and let's kind of spam some of his posts with some likes. So this man is t- is a is, uh, he he's you know he's in that space of. Um, you know, like that adult space. So he's about to become a dad, and like he—he, he, I understand that we can't just sort of stay in that child's child space, which I wouldn't want to anyway. But the thing, what what I see of this man, and even though like he he takes the ribbing of people making fun and blah blah blah, like he he, he can roll with that. He's very confident in his uh, in his um his his kinship and appreciation for Ghostbusters, and that inspires me. And the reason it inspires me is is there's an interesting thing going on psychologically with Ghostbusters, which there was I think a a, a poll or something discussed or like he got really angry. It was him and Gary or something, and Kevin came into it too. This is all people from the kind of funny, and it was like whether or not Ghostbusters the original was actually good. And um, here's the thing about that film, and someone I think kind of. I think Kevin I can't remember who it was but they said like no it's not that good and they said so why why is there this fascination so I don't believe in the clinging to something from a obsessively fanboyish point of view I think if you're passionate about something it, it should speak to the strength of the material and the strength of this material speaking about interdimensionality and stuff the strength of the Ghostbusters material comes from the fact that despite so many odds Like, despite the fact that, I mean, it essentially created its own mini-genre in some ways, um, or at least popularized it, that sort of, that horror-comedy kind of thing. Um, Like, it really, like, that's, Ghostbusters is your go-to. So just like how John Williams didn't necessarily invent film scoring, but he's the first name that comes to mind. So for horror-comedy, it's Ghostbusters. And people have been like, yeah, later on, they've been like, I wanted to capture a Ghostbusters kind of feel. It's the strength of just the, the pure gusto and bravado of of executing on this idea and the similar thing that happened with star wars where there was a compromise that happened like as you could see um you know and i think my thing with interdimensional it would still be grounded in its own way it wouldn't go like full-blown prequels and stuff but the reason why the original star wars worked so well is um is because there was a, a melding of two of, of two things it was lucas's creativity and like the, the the conservative down-to-earth realistic like sorry george we can't make three death stars we actually can only make one and that laser sword you were talking about yeah here we just grabbed a torch and we just sort of add it and here you go and so to this day George will tell you it's like yeah well, I wasn't really satisfied like at all with that first film because I had to compromise so much but he, he doesn't understand like that that was just perfect alchemy it's like com- it's like saying oh the cake didn't turn out so well because I cracked the eggs it's like well you had to crack the eggs like you had to like you know that's kind of what has to happen there has to be a um, there has to be not even a compromise it's just i think that alchemy is is necessary and ghostbusters had the same thing with the interdimensional aspect you know being grounded by you know ivan took a look at it when ray brought it to him ray uh dan Ackroyd brought it to him and he said look let's just strip this down and and that stripped down version you know believe me i i would look at some of these crews like crewing up it's like you know the, the, the the like the fan like the community stuff And I would say, wow, that's a lot of devotion to the one film. But I mean, I've gone back to it multiple times, and that's not a monkey see, monkey do thing. Like, qualitatively, objectively, that film is so cozy to revisit. There's a like Dana bringing in her groceries, and and um, first of all, Dana's apartment's incredible. It's like the coziest thing ever. Um, Just that wholesomeness of like a bunch of friends coming going into business together. I think it's shaped a lot of this man's. Um, uh, pr- approach to business, even like he, you know, this idea of the four central figures, which is him, Andy, Nick, and Tim, parallels the idea of the four central Ghostbusters. And then you'll just see if you go all throughout, there's a vibe to him, like he just is a Ghostbuster, like in every. And again, Jason talked about in the commentary you know, the IGN one that, you know, Ghostbusters is about people who you wouldn't necessarily look at and be like, that's a superhero whatever. Even though Greg, as we all know, is shirtless Spider-Man. He is more superhero than many of us will ever be. But, um, but yeah, I think there's also, even, yeah, I will say, like, there's a cozy, really cozy moment in Ghostbusters too, where Dana, like, the, the the baby has been, like, threatened. And it's like, they get the hell out of there. They go to Bill's bill murray's house or bankman's house and it's the coziest damn place it's like and he's like do not worry you're all safe here just chill out here and nothing's gonna happen and so i think for just like a bit with Wars, it's like maybe there's a fatherhood thing there it's like i just like seeing you know like he's cheeky but he's, he seems like a he seems like he'd be a really good dad and i would love for afterlife to kind of maybe sort of show some of yeah the children of some of these people and like to see like venkman and dana having gotten together i mean that would just be right there you have greg crying you have me tearing up or or just getting emotional you know um just that idea of you know dana and i and we're we're gonna see you know i say inshallah because you know ray's given me this beautiful word from you know eric Bangla word inshallah is means like i hope it happens um is with Jurassic um, World Dominion that we just we know that Laura Dern and Sam Neill just having them be together they they will literally be like the the caked on layers of jadedness that have come in this like with the adult life thing again I don't I don't believe in I love being an adult it's fine but you know, you'll have occasionally a day or two being like, "Oh man," you know. Ugh. Yeah, sometimes, and I don't, I don't define myself and like do the whole eye rolly thing of like, "Why, why must I adult?" It's like, no, it's just only infrequently. But I think with the COVID stuff, it's made people a little bit more stressed, a little bit more wistful of simpler times and stuff. And just to see, just putting those two characters together in a way where it's like, "Oh yeah, Dana and and Bill ended up together." Oh, sorry, Dana and Peter ended up together. So. That would be amazing and um who knows who knows we might see uh Annie and uh, Rick Moranis you know ending up together although we still have to see whether or not Annie and Egon ended up together so that's like I get a lot of that excitement you know I, I really understand that and I'm very excited for people and just myself excited you know so ooh.
2: Miller from twitter.com slash kind of funny vid
0: Oh, McDonald's and don't get me started on what I hope they do with McDonald's, believe me. Here's another thing, folks. The the premise of the film coming out and then the merchandise, believe me, like I am, I lead from artistic integrity. I believe that the art is the commerce, like make the art and then everything is totally fine. You should only feel insecure about, um, oh wow, like they're commercializing the crap out of this. If the art isn't good, if the art is just perfect, then even Villeneuve has just been, I think, pretty chill with people like merchandising Dune because he's just really confident. Like, yeah, I've made, I've made my art piece. I didn't compromise. And then, sure, you know, if it signal boosts the film, I won't cheapen it in my eyes. Uh, the art stands on its own, and Ghostbusters is very much the same. And uh, it's so important to create from a pure place of authenticity. Like, you know. Um, What was I watching recently which talked about this? Yeah, well, no, it was Oliver Harper, which um, he does some wonderful stuff on his channel. And uh, I enjoy watching the films as much as I like watching his retrospectives on them. So, Ghostbusters, Oliver Harper. um, Here we go, boom. Oh, it's a podcast special. Now I want the retrospective. Yeah, I like that he re-uploaded it for visibility. Um, So, Oliver and puts these wonderful documentaries together yeah many ones like many sort of yeah 26 minutes here um there's a scene I'm, i'll actually bring it up on the instagram he he pointed out that i made sure to record it because like i know i want to kind of yeah here we go boom i'll just play it here give me some audio munching on something
1: there we go. you do get the impression egon likes to snack most scenes when he is relaxing he is munching on something
0: Okay, you do time. get
1: the impression Egon likes to snack. Most scenes when he is relaxing, he is munching on something. Boom. You do get the impression Egon likes to snack. Most scenes when he is relaxing, he is
0: munching on something. There you go. Right. And like, here's the thing. I'm going to say one more thing about Ghostbusters. Man. You do get the impression Egon likes to snack. Most scenes when he is relaxing, he is munching on something. Just gonna you like it. It. I'm just, I'm just going to like it because I love it. I love, okay, here it is. And this is maybe, if I don't know if Greg's tuning in, uh, whoever of that same, cut from that same cloth as Greg and I with this film. And sorry, but like you have to watch Ghostbusters with snacks. Like the perfect way to watch Ghostbusters is with like pizza or like Ghostbusters-tastic snacks. Like you have the element of Slimer there with the munching there. Then you have now Muncher, you know, Greg Turkington. Like, that just, it's it's a feel-good movie, it's a hangout movie, it's a VHS movie, you know? He just talked about, recently, uh, Game of greggy he talked about his dad um, on his Instagram. Uh, you know, someone was able to be a bit of a Reddit detective and sort of show um, this moment of going to the video store. And again, it's a, ready? Ready? This is what it is. Ghostbusters is a video store... Um, ass you know, film makes me so happy, there you go boom, that's it, and I don't know oh, that's amazing, number one crane, <laughs> number one crane operator, Greg Miller I love that, let's see you again, there's lots of positivity here, so I don't know if this is um, oh, you so said it's a comic on you, yeah? but um, Nick Scarpina was recently talking about So it's the reason why I got confused, because it has the shared word wizard, so w- wizvid you know, was this um Wiz Videos? Was this uh, uh, place that you know we had Blockbusters, we had Video Easy, but we'll just go Whiz Vid, VHS, the Whiz Kid. Ah, uh, oh, that's okay. Go listen to that episode. It's one of the recent um, Game of Greggies. Oh, sorry, one of the recent kind of funny podcasts. And Nick talks about just that experience of you know he would get a pizza and that whole thing. I'm I'm probably gonna listen to that podcast again just. You know, during, you have to understand folks, during COVID, there's just a baseline of stress and I've done some recent stuff like really doing my best to stick true to this health pillar to like just not completely blow back out. And I'm happy. Every time I see my journal. I'm like, wow, I'm happy. But part of me is extremely sad because deep down I know that I just wanna be fucking eating whatever the fuck I want during this time and like watching Ghostbusters, so has to be said. You know and at least at least saying that putting that into the universe felt good so Um, we'll loop back in I was gonna do a dedicated thing to Greg but I think we're just gonna have to look at this man extremely wholesome dude and I I made a post on reddit where I was like little buster I'm just calling him him or her the little baby little buster and again yeah you know respect the privacy yeah Greg and Jen like congratulations we're on the outside of that but insofar as you do share this lovely lovely thing of the baby you know coming like it just it just is inherently you know you'll have all kinds of like maybe super jaded people super like in their own heads and i guess like maybe i don't know depressed or or like heavy heavy life stuff they'll instantly brighten with that idea of so i don't know i think there's a subtle thing of just um like positivity going on you know and yeah yhs podcasts so great. Shouts out. This is all the stuff that I've cross-posted myself. <laughs> uh, turning Instagram into Pinterest. I do enjoy it. I really do. He's red. And yeah, so basically, shouts out to Game of Greggy. Go to kindoffunny.com and follow all of, kind of funny stuff. I'd not to support it or whatever. I just, I, I heartily recommend what they do over there. It's very, you know, Mega64, they're my heart, you know? And, their cadence of don't give a fuck and whatever is... is That's my heart. Kind of funny. Do something different. They are so regimented. They're so disciplined. And that's also... I appreciate that also a lot. You know? For sure. So also recently, you know, we had Bill Murray's birthday. That's important. So happy birthday to the ever-eclectic, always idiosyncratic and forever himself, Bill Murray. September 21st. Um, that makes me so happy. Um, yeah. Shout out. Shouts out. He's... Okay. Okay. Harold Ramas so favorite person related to Ghostbusters is Bill Murray because he's a um, idiosyncraticness elemental like he just he he's he's his own person and I I vibe with that so hard and he does only what interests him and not in an egotistical way in an egotistical way that's just his vibe you know so as a person and I celebrate that I really do this is wow meta that's the name of this episode i'm just looking here the reason i'm looking here is um what i really really love is so it says film and series live action and animated right but what else have we got we got we got you know again that meal stuff i was talking about that's going to be so fun like i believe me i will have a moment as a 33 year old uh, because it will be after my birthday um I will have that moment of, of of getting into my car and going to McDonald's and getting a, like a little muncher toy, like that'll just be fun. I have, I think, Aqua, Aquaman was out, and it's like Aquaman similarly had like a kind of cool vibe of like, eh, you know, it's an adventure, and and just I enjoyed it, you know. And but here's the thing: compared to something like Van Helsing and, and Aquaman, yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife, like I just as soon as I say that title, I think of the big logo first of all so big um or no sorry united artists logo i think of that boom from the vhs i think of the big see that's for the there was I, i remember it was from a was it babar was that what it was no that's okay there was another one it was similar to united artists but then i think of three caballeros and the thing is what i remember is the three caballeros had not Three Caballeros, uh, Three Amigos. Again, that, sh- that shared element of Steve Martin. Um, there's a couple of films that are part of that group of, like, you just chuck them on, and, like, yeah, 1986, you have 1984 with Ghostbusters, and, you know, um, it's just feel-good 80s stuff. It just uh, warms my heart, and real-deal 80s stuff. You know, we just had um, the Tadam, the Netflix presentation this morning, and you got Stranger Things there, and that's lovely, but um, it's good to go to the original stuff. So, so uh, secondhand—not secondhand, like in, in any derogatory way—but you know, adge- 80s adjacent in the form of you know 80s tribute is fine, and I can see people really resonating with that. But definitely go see Three Amigos, um, and then I think we also had a preview. So we would have we had the Three Amigos VHS, and then at the beginning there'd be the the pre pre-filmed, you know, trailers and stuff. And we also had, I think, TMNT, VHS. We also had this one here. Um, Boom. Look at that. And, you know, some people are actually getting really, really crafty with, um, if I go Ghostbusters, Afterlife, VHS. I bet you there's some... There's actually, it's this wonderful community of VHS artists. Yeah, see? Look at that. Already, already getting this look at this oh, absolutely glorious look at that boom that's what you want after being evicted from their home two children and their single mother moved to a farm inherited from their late grandfather located in some oklahoma when the town experiences a series of unexplained earthquakes the children discover their families linked to the original ghost bosses who have become something of a myth as many have long s- since forgotten about the manhattan crossover of 1984. it's up to the kids to discover the secret legacy that their grandfather left behind so tell me that this doesn't just immediately inspire joy and we're going to take a little meta break um not like muting or anything but major reassessments underway for me personally with how i'm going to go about processing certain aspects of my life certain paths i'm going to take certainly i've gotten very existential and self-questioning about the show the podcast and stuff but right now i can tell you you know, the Elden Ring one I recorded and this one is the the exact same and that's the sign to keep going with it is, I just think, okay, to all artists out there, it's like you have to enjoy, It has to by the end, you have to feel like you gained something from doing something, from creating something, if it's a podcast or a work of, like a novel or an art or whatever, you know, or, or, or like, and that's so precious and just to think, the reason why I'm, I'm who knows if the latter episodes it's i think it's because i'm balancing back out after a lot of inauthenticity there is by no make no mistake there is a big shift in energy for me compared to some of the older shows but believe me i feel so much happier now like this is my actual energy as a human being which is something you just cannot take for granted and it's like love and light but that's the vibe of the show and it's me like actually me and that might be Whatever, for any, it's just, I say this to you. In fact, I'm not just gonna pivot and just say, look, if you're doing anything out there, whatever, even if it's like how you show up in your relationship or like how you show up to work as, I guarantee you i'll just give you an example even the ones even like some of the episodes of like Terra or like other co-hosts like i've come away from them feeling to some degree that i lost something that i lost my time that i lost my comfort zone you know um and even though much was gained and fun was had and and topics were explored there was always an undercurrent of feeling yeah like that i was leaving my own what i actually wanted to do behind and as crazy and this is i'm sure like a lot of creators are like surely me being entirely myself cannot on any level work because i have to be like others or i have to be what people think of me i have to be people's idea of me um and i've heard that regularly over and over from like people like game of greggy and kevin smith and stuff and they're like no 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 it's like believe me there are people, there is is a fine-tuned community who will like every word that's coming out of your mouth. You know, a good bet is is to not be a douche, you know? Like, I don't think, unless you're weirdly masochistic or masochistic about like going to certain communities where like the person treats you bad I think there are some communities like that I saw a commenter it's like I can't remember what they were called Hunt or something and their premise of their channel was to hate on other people's channels like he would bring up Yongye's channel the, the analyst and and He's a journalist now, I guess, sort of a self started journalist. Started in the Metal Gear sphere, but then he expanded out. And he just opened this person's, he opened Young's channel and just ragged on it. And then whenever someone would donate, I think he even got negative about it. Um, uh, and he, he would, and he would be very rare that you'd get positivity. So anyway, just, just letting you know, the weird, internet's a weird place. And, the earth is a weird weird place so if 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 that community can genuinely have someone where it's like yeah i like it when you i guess are rude to me or whatever then i can feel pretty safe safe solid ground saying like yeah like i don't mind when you take tangents like i don't mind when you get meta and take these asides like if that feels like it's authentic to you and it i think maybe that's why with this one and this one i'm like it's like having been thirsty and then drinking a lot like in that first cult maybe I will uh, naturally maybe turn it down with these meta divergences but I am just so grateful even though I'm all browed. I'm just so grateful that I've made that peace with myself and yeah I've, I've been undoing a lot of muscle memory of just yeah I would just sort of reach out to people even though it was inauthentic I was like I reached out why? And I never ask myself why. It's like, well, because you've got this outlet called The Insert Podcast. It's like, well, what if I just want to take my time and then make the show myself and have these big, additive, you know, cozy experiences creating these chronicles and diving into tangents. And like, that's what I, the very first episode was all about, you know, the very first video I ever put out. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm having so much fun. So... Guys, I just want snacks. I really just want to have some Tim Tans right now. But health. Uh, let's. Okay, are we going to do a Ghostbusters food corner? I think we are. So here we go. Speaking of taking all the tangents we want, that's kind of nice. Look at that. Boom. Save image to download. See this this person again. On that same. There we go. Boom. It's a whole thing, folks. Please look it up. It's very inspiring. It brings me a lot of joy here we go yeah YHS so shout out to YHS they're wonderful and shout out to Anne Marie who said she would pick up some cereal like this for me I think she's she's from the Last of Us podcast Um, yeah I can't wait for that to arrive here we go little folded poster I could see someone doing this for 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 Afterlife definitely so what's this it's like a mashup of some kind that's very strange i'll save it anyway i guess so um what you're seeing here is is which is, I, I honestly don't think we'll don't be surprised if like when we go into that farmhouse which you know adam savage has been doing amazing stuff adam savage and i just realized i made i clicked a couple days ago um ghostbusters mythbusters all right so there's a p has a particular little kind of like you know, wink and or a nod towards like, yeah, we named our thing after that same kind of nomenclature, you know. And then Savage Ghostbusters. There you go. This guy right here, boom, and then you have the this material here. So this is the teaser trailer, but let's have a look and really sort of. And absorb this material first. Adam
1: Savage here in my cave with an announcement of sorts. I got to join the production of Ghostbusters Afterlife and really embed and watch them filming it. It was Amazing!
2: It's real! And I'm
0: on the set of the new Ghostbusters film. I cannot wait until you see what we covered about the scope of this production. And I promise you that Ghostbusters Afterlife is coming soon. But to tide you over, we have here a few teasers of some of the things we saw on set.
2: Well, the idea was, let's buy that barn, bring it, and make it part of our set. Who do you call to move a building? Well, if the camera sees a, a reflection, you we can oh, angle oh, it. Wow. little slightly. So you can,
1: Oh, that's so cool. Mechanic Grace, I want to introduce <laughs> you to Hello. someone very special. Okay. This is Adam Savage. He is one of the smartest people we know and knows so much about science and movies and all the things that we love. So and I believe he's brought something really special for us today. Goodbye. This was a film production this populated is great. entirely by Ghost. So. Fanatic and I got to geek out with every
0: You can can see, yeah, look at this passion, right? And it's so lovely to see Jason, you know, all grown up from Ghostbusters 2, just directing his own Ghostbusters film.
1: On the property, scene 23, take three, mark. (laughs) They use these big crane cameras and some of them are really far away, so they need a really big slate.
2: Can I sit in it?
0: another word for these podcasts appreciation rituals knowledge deepening rituals
1: this is the
0: me time that is then byproduct shared with you guys I love it
2: fixes adjusts and brings to set all of the
0: and I'm saying this seriously because like please just do it I would love to hear a show like this I just people be like just fucking get really grounded and real about like you know and yeah I agree nothing could make me happier. I agree, Adam. Let's go back. I want to hear it. I want to hear him say it. Fantastic continuation of this franchise. Nothing could make me happier. Boom. And I'll definitely be picking up some form of Ghostbusters Afterlife shirt. So that's beautiful. And and he's he's uh, they've done already. They've they've shared some some of this material from Ghostbusters. He is very prolific. He really puts out quite a fair bit, doesn't he? Conserving the X-Wing. That looks like a, one of the X-Wings from the modern one. Yeah, right there. Boom. Evil did. Should we just go Ghost. There we go. That's the afterlife tour. That's just the uh, three weeks ago. So the, the Ecto. Yeah, that's just the Ecto there. Yeah, okay, so just two so far. So I did look at this one. It's it's fairly interesting. I'll just jump into the middle here. So this is what I wanted to talk about with um the setting of being this old barn house. And this is such an amazing device for um, what I think is the most effective form of storytelling which is you are you have a certain character, a certain premise of a character encountering a certain environment which speaks to what the audience themselves are going through. So in many ways the audience is gonna be like these young kids, you know, what is, they'd be like, what is this? Like they'll they'll not know of Ghostbusters. They'll have maybe be considered looking at it, renting it, seeing it on Amazon and then lead up, but by and large a lot of kids are gonna go into this being like, I, I just don't know. And that's Finn and McKenna going into this old house so in this metaphor the old house is the Ghostbusters franchise it's it's old it's it's like um it's one done but it's there's still a grandness to it there's still magic there's still something special in the air the you know and folks i gotta say one of my happy places in this increasingly instant gratification filled world is is old stuff and um it just it's grounding i think I would definitely enjoy to stay for a number of months at such a farmhouse like just unplugged i i hope there's actually like it's actually mentioned it's like i don't have any bars here like i don't have reception here you know and i think obviously when some of that supernatural stuff goes down um it would be lovely to be just like your phones are out the window you know and i love that because i think we we I would say what we lost has edged out what we've gained since many many of the modern trappings of this era have come about so there you go but that'll be nice to see these kids jump in and there's some wonderful theories about like how like harold Remus's um spangler is is in the house like like his spirit is is there guiding his grandchildren to this secret compartment again what you think what, what it's a, it's like a goose goosebumps novel so some of your kids tuning in might not remember but you'd have rl stein right and his goosebumps novels and look at so I, I wonder if i can flick back and forth between like some of the imagery created so if we just go goosebumps books art like honestly like afterlife absolutely reads as a goosebumps novel you know look at that like I'll just even maybe even bring up I mean that has got like a graveyard and stuff but we will just flick back and forth I'm so I'm just gonna I don't, I don't want to close that one I want to keep that one open um uh Ghostbusters Afterlife barn yeah this the whole premise and it's the first place I saw the word WHOA W-H-O-A it's like WHOA I remember reading that in like 2001 when we came from Italy to Australia see boom. It's like it does have a bit of a haunted house kind of vibe, you know boom boom Yeah, see and it's like oh that just makes me happy right there boom Look at this thing (laughs) It's creepy. It's it's very yeah, and thing is look at this design It doesn't even feel too farmhousey, and I think they actually they built the thing properly and if they Man I would love for them to um do what the folks uh, at where our workshop did and yeah New Zealand government like they they could make maybe a permanent locale or something so that people could like visit and give that town business um, it's like yeah you can visit the set and stuff on like guided tours but it would have to be I don't know fence they would have to protect it because so, they would get everyone all the time you know jumping in there but I love the idea of this caved in barn ceiling that's got such a mystery to it is now a pile of rubble and the barn is gone. This was the closest I could get before security escorted me away last week. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. See, and so boom, see how it's like a yeah. I love that. So but I what I could see easily is them taking the same blueprints, building it all up again one for one, and that's something that I admire about filmmakers is that they can create recreate things with great precision from old blueprints. But that's what we're talking. Look at okay, ready? Look at this. Look at that that's perfect <laughs> that is absolutely perfect let's go ghostbusters farmhouse and the reason that it's like why wow you're really keying into it it's like of course because that's just it's solace springing what can i say and i also i am a firm believer in like you know you don't have to toss it out if it if it works and i think R.L. Stein with some of this. Ah, Blues Brothers, that's another thing we're going to talk about. 8. Hey, check that out. Ghostbusters 3. Hilarious. 1998. Ah. There was a plan. Of some kind. Of course there was. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Into Hell, I think it was. Anyway. Farmhouse. I think this will be my last fl- flicker back and forth. I just love this shot. I love this shot so much. Boom. Excuse me. If there was a shot just of the front porch, that would be amazing. Okay. I'll just settle for that. Boom. Boom. I just see what I mean? Like, I. All right. So that brings me lots of joy. And if we loop back to the the official site, we'll look at our other sort of launching points. So watch some videos. I think that that'll just be, yeah, the the mini puffs. That's amazing. I love that. Trailer one, trailer two. Plus, I'm
2: Ivan Reitman, director of Ghostbusters and
1: Ghostbusters 2, better known as Dad. <laughs> and I'm his son, Jason Reitman, director of Ghostbusters Afterlife. The Ghostbusters 84 set is the first set I can remember. As a kid, it was just simply magical he was there with his mom my wife
2: and uh they in fact they, they actually used it in this in one moment in the film when we got a... cut out of the original ghostbusters that's what he's getting at
1: <laughs> they got scared after the first take jason wouldn't do a second take hi <laughs> ghostbusters afterlife is a movie about a family that's being made by a family and it is much about the passing of torch metaphorically and the passing of a proton pack It was very emotional to see that uh, story living again
2: after so many years uh, through my son.
1: I grew up as a fan. I had a flight suit, I had the t-shirt, I had the hat. Now at this age, I find myself trying to understand who my father is. And who he was when he made this film? You know, I am now the age that my father was when he made the original Ghostbusters movie, and I'm trying to understand him in the same way that Phoebe and Callie are trying to understand where they came from.
0: See what I mean? That meta aspect.
1: While making the movie, my father's presence was felt most like this: inches away, watching the monitor. This is really cool. Imagine want, yourself yeah. in your workplace it's and your parents. YouTube. You know? And your parents are sitting right next to you, watching you take every phone call, watching you present any idea, chiming in often. It was probably more fun for me than for Jason. (laughs) (laughs) There was a moment when we were shooting with three cameras, a scene with five or six actors. And I found myself on set, sitting next to one of the cameras, watching one actor in particular who I wanted a performance from. And after the take was done, I ran back to monitor to review the other cameras. And my father looked at me and just said, you got it. And I went, OK. And I nodded and we moved on, which is not an experience I could have ever happened or probably will ever happen on any other movie. Jason had a remarkable
2: responsibility, having to deal with his father on the set and also the history and iconography of 35 years of audiences all over the world getting to know this movie. And he took it on, which I thought was a brave thing to do.
1: My father and I are extraordinarily close. It was a
2: joyful experience just to be there.
1: It was the great bonding experience of my life with a director that I admire most, my father.
0: Wholesome, we need that, man. We need that, we really do.
1: Dad, I'm in the middle, like, I, I'm trying to do the EP. Back to one, guys.
0: So what's what we want to see? Boom.
1: Hey, I am Jason Reitman. I'm the co-writer and director of Ghostbusters Afterlife. going to be looking at- Ghostbusters.
0: After- <laughs>
1: Maybe a new home could cool. still or works. Start fresh. Bash them. Bash them ghosts. Ghost. Bust them. Historically, Ghostbusters movies were always about people going into business. It was about people starting a ghostbusting business together, and I, I suppose I knew immediately from the beginning that I wanted to make a movie about a family. This is a movie about the Spengler family. The Spengler family is disconnected, and this movie is about why. You're great mom. I don't know. I'm fine with Trevor, but with Phoebe.
2: She really keeps me on the outside. That's normal.
1: You know, Gil Cannon and I immediately wanted to establish a new location for Ghostbusters. Obviously the franchise is synonymous with New York City. But we wanted to go someplace new. We wanted to go to the American West. We wanted to go to farmland. We wanted a new color palette. We wanted to start a new idea. And this is a film that is about discovery. And it really is about a family retracing its roots. You know, we're immediately establishing Phoebe's character here as an outsider. And I think that's really important. I think, you know, these movies have always been about outsiders who discover themselves through Ghostbusting. Ghostbusting has never attracted the people who are traditional heroes. They don't look or feel like superheroes. We wanted the movie to unfold like a mystery. Why is this family here? Who was their grandfather? Why did Egon come to this part of the country, to Somerville, Oklahoma? Why this house? What is under the floor? You know, we immediately recognized this piece of iconography from the 1984 Ghostbusters Such a film. cozy My idea. My connection with Ghostbusters always had to do with this ephemera. It was the packs, it was the traps, it was the car. A lot of this film for me was the thrill of what it would be like to discover all these things in your home. Oh, We studied all the original props. And we measured them, we lidared them, we tried to get them down to the screw down to the rust. It was very important to me right from the beginning that we are... Really paying homage to the original film and trying to recreate it to the best of our ability using old techniques when necessary. Uh, first of all, I'm no that
0: problem. 80s like techiness, you know, Can't beat
1: it. And you know, it was meant to kind of echo the top of Ecto-1. You know, throughout the film, you're gonna be. It's finding all these kind of mirror images to the '84 film. Sometimes it's going to be how the f- the actual shot is composed. Sometimes there's you know little references and Easter eggs just to kind of the the, tr- the props and the ephemera of the original film. This was a house that we actually built from scratch, and we built twice. We built once on this location, and then once. Uh, out on a sound stage
2: father wasn't much of a homemaker he could hardly keep the power on
1: now janine there's nothing more thrilling than being reintroduced to the characters we love from the films that we grew up on and it was really exciting to work with annie potts again on janine and as you can see she is still the most stylish person in the universe we get the sense that janine is still connected to egon spengler in the 84 film she was in love with him and clearly she still has a connection to him and that she was, you know, attempting to take care of him in his older age. This was one of the first ideas that ever came to me was Ecto-1 wheat drifting, you know, and in my head I had always thought of, uh, you know, snowboarding videos and if there was a way to recreate that with a car in a field of wheat, it actually turned out to be field of barley, you know, for the farm it's, uh, aficionados out there, but, we wanted to do as much practically on this film as possible. I think it's really clear when you look at the shot, we rebuilt Acto one from the ground up, put a Corvette engine in it, and made it so that we could do all these things practically. So we spent a whole afternoon doing donuts with the Acto one in the wheat field, and by the time it came back, you could actually smell the toasted barley coming out the front of the car. Paul Rudd plays a seismologist who comes to this small town because of these mysterious earthquakes and needs to find a job to pay the bills and ends up teaching summer school to a bunch of kids who really don't care, except for Phoebe. He somehow finds the one student who's just as smart as he is. You see Phoebe watching this Ghostbusters commercial on YouTube and it really gives you a sense of how little she knows about her family. The movie takes place in real time and much like anything that happened in 1984, if you grew up a child of the 2000s, like my daughter who is Phoebe's age, you really don't know that many things that happened in the 1980s. You know the major events, but one isolated event in New York City may not have found its way into your you know, chronology. You know a teenager this would be the way you found out about them you'd go online and just like many things these days there would be people who believed and then there would be people who didn't believe and there would be conspiracy theories first you have this shot of the dry ice coming out of the chimney and this is just another example of how much we wanted to do things practically i think these days you know they would just do that all cg but we wanted to do practical effects as much as humanly possible i mean We would have conversations when we started this movie with anyone who was hired about whether they were a fan of the original and how it was made, its tone, its style, its color. We wanted this to feel like the original recipe. And that came down to old filmmaking technique being employed by people who just love the craft of movies. The PK meter is one of the great pieces of technology in Ghostbusting. We associate it completely with Egon Spengler. It was his device. It's not just the way it looks and feels and moves it's the sound of it when you hear the pke meter it is different from any other sound the same way that the proton pack the trap opening up the sounds of the ghosts I really have to hand it to my father when they made Ghostbusters they made all these beautiful original choices that makes the film stand out years later and it's not just how funny it was it was the way the creatures looked, it's way the all the, the props operated and sounded. Yeah, I'll never forget where Gil and I were sitting when we came up with the Mini Puffs. We were talking about Stay Puft and this iconic, enormous character that was echoed in some ways through the 89 and 2016 films. And we knew we didn't want to do that again. And we thought, how do we reinvent Stay Puft? What if he was tiny? (laughs) And we immediately identified these gremlin-like creatures who enjoyed watching the world burn, who were just like curious five-year-olds who wanted to break everything, who didn't feel pain and, as a result, could truly torture each other. And yes, at that point, it was impaling, it was burning, it was s'mores, any violent thing we could think of that we'd want to do in a Walmart when we were five years old anyone who's a fan of the original film will recognize those pink streaks from especially that effect there of the
0: clowns like looks so like matte painted so beautiful 70 millimeter footage and scanned it so
1: uh, again we were always attempting to
0: same film film, same filmmaking technique as like the opening credits of um uh
1: you
0: know never ending story
1: in this section there was a piece of puppetry as designed by burning it was s'mores any violent thing we could think of that we would want to do in a Walmart when we were five years old. Anyone who's a fan of the original film will recognize those pink streaks from 1984. We actually found the original special effects 70 millimeter footage and scanned it so uh, again we were always attempting to go back to the original recipe and recapture as much as possible. I love
0: that use of like original recipe like that phrasing
1: uh, a skeletal ghost in this section that was a piece of puppetry as designed by Arian obviously meant to echo the taxi ghost from the original there's nothing like shooting with practical ghosts with having something right there that the actors can work with and, and for me it's like putting on an old record, you know? It ties you back to a kind of filmmaking and a kind of watching movies that I grew up with. Again, if I think back to myself at seven years old seeing the original film, which I saw many times. I saw it during prep. I watched, you know, screenings of it. I went to the premiere of it. The thing that scared me the most was the terror dog. I spent my entire childhood thinking there was a terror dog in my bed. And I loved the way it moved. I the like, terror, terror dogs. It always movies. reminded me of... Ghostbusters is kind of like the first Bronx. scary film that'll...
0: From, from, from Gargoyles, terror dog. Bronx. Gargoyles. Easiest look up ever. There has to be a comparison shot. Don't tell me. Come on. There you go. Boom. One and two. I always thought like this is just a terry dog right here. I used to have this exact toy. Oh, wow. That's a trip. Amazing. We also do the Gargoyles podcast. Look at that. Uh oh, look at this. All stuff that I'm going to share later on the show. So, shouts out to this artist. I'll have to look them up with the reverse image search. I'm going to actually share people. Reverse image search. Please bookmark it now. We're literally taking this tangent right now. labnull.org forward slash reverse. Upload image. Go to downloads. Goggle between demons. Look how quick it is. Easy it is to give credit to an artist. Boom. Ulster Goliath by Altegrin. Instantly. Now I know who did it. You know what I mean? And like, too often, way too often, we um, we don't credit in this like crazily, I think over fast paced, like way too fast paced society. But yeah, there you go. Doing a bit of tab closing. I love that photo so much. And then this one. I have to save it. All stuff for post later down the line, you know? I think people who follow, follow along probably know that I prefer running the accounts even more than doing the shows themselves, but because it's just I like to do these nice big, again, appreciation rituals, which I'm glad we've now, like, found a word for them on over the course of this show. Uh, knowledge deepening. Appreciation and knowledge deepening episodes. Totally. Absolutely. Excellent. Jin Haok, by the way, um... I hope they hire this person for some some stuff like look at this like that's spooky and like some interdimensional ghost stuff that would be amazing look right there I'm, i mean you go you want to stay within the not too scary camp but if we're going to some like crazy different worlds like that would be amazing if we could do that you know anyway off we go
1: people see because it's like this when we do that manifested film that you could watch as a child And the terror dog becomes one of the great monsters you're introduced to as a kid. And I love the way it moved. Even that kind of, that that silly bunny hop. I love the the bunny hop. uh, When they did the claymation uh, terror dog, when it flies through that door in uh, Tully's apartment and hits the wall in uh, in New York, I, I could watch that clip over and over again. So one of the thrills of this film was bringing the terror dog back to life. Like, how could we get the terror dog to move now using... Our technology and and our terror dog is a mix of puppetry and beautiful cg there's a spectral form of the terror dog as well in this trailer you know something about the original when you try to kind of break down the way that such an iconic face in the original film there were just a certain kind of 80sness i guess guess is the best way i can call it of like which you saw like
0: this it just it makes me feel like i don't know we just i not too long ago i watched an american werewolf in london and as, again there's just a certain style of jawline and like teeth ratio it's just don't you can't really pinpoint it but there's a like an exaggerated kind of something where they would have been going off of maybe 80s fantasy art at the time and slightly kind of accentuated and and yeah, it's it's great. So, but it's very iconic, and it's in own way. And also, I want to comment on, I don't believe iconicness comes um, from just saying it's iconic. It actually has to legitimately be iconic. And already, this thing with the the upwards horns and everything, like the spectral form, like it it's not it's not piggybacking off the iconicness of the dog. It's just, it's iconic unto itself, you know. Which I believe the film will be as well.
1: The dog mythology, and we wanted to explore. What spectral terror dogs look like. That was kind of one of the delightful things about the original. Is there's a moment where you know the coat gets thrown on its head and it has to shake it off like a dog, and then when it and it bangs through the door in the original, it literally has to kind of find its footing again. That terror and goofiness mixed is part of what makes it so good. So one of the things that we studied was the running of the bulls and the way those bulls will. Smash into storefronts and then find their footing again. In the way that hooked, yeah, see right there. Uh, lose traction on the bricks. Uh, this shot is also the tail end of a recreation of a shot from '84 of Ecto-1 flying out of the firehouse. You know, there's that great 180 it does. That
0: pitch black there is what I'm talking about. Look at that pitch black, right? And I can open back up some. There you go. Yeah. So glad. Something about pitch black footage shot in the '80s immediately brings me puts me at ease, and they've captured that here. This this screenshot is just enough. Imagine coming across this screenshot in like a fan magazine in like the the '80s or like the late '80s. You know what I mean? Like I must have saved this image like 50 times. My God, just gratitude. And this is like my tangent-taking space. The freedom. Oh, and we actually have to check out Daniel Logan Kim. Is that Daniel Logan Kim? Is that his name? Is that an artist? Daniel Logan Kim, excuse me, is Daniel Logan is is Boba Fett Logan Kim. There you go, boom. Skills. I'm looking forward to seeing who Podcast is and that character. Ah, oh, Mini Puff Marshmallow S'mores. Ah oh, and then melting the chocolate? Come on, like Remember, there is a parallel version of me that is just eating all this stuff all the time and just like this big. My god. Life's so short. Just, just eat tasty things. I'm, just, I'm telling you. Beautiful. So, we've, we've been watching a couple of the different um, recaps and, and, um, and deep dives. But what I want to do is, is, is tail this one off. Um... I'm just really happy now I guess uh, <laughs> what can I say so let's go to reddit.com forward slash r forward slash ghostbusters and we'll filter by new did I add the r? Oh, I need to add the w and you know what what I'm hoping for is so coming off of this Was we see like a like an amazing beetlejuice too you know what i mean like how incredible would that be that would be so wonderful and again i have to shout out the process you might be like albert really it's getting you're getting to have saying you're getting to having had said it a couple times but believe me Get your phone, open up a voice mode, and just start talking about something you love. It'll literally take you out of like any kind of a funk or, or a down space. Literally right now on YouTube, just or in the podcast, like scroll back to the start of the episode. My tone of voice, it's still in that same register, but so much gratitude and so much joy and, and like I'm so looking forward to it. Like, I will never compromise on that again. Like that's a promise to myself right now. And in that camera, it's like never compromise again like it just has to feel it has to feel fun you know you have to knowledge and appreciation deepening like it took me 200 this is um on the main show this will be uh 324 324 this will be my word and what we have for 325 i believe if all goes accordingly is um talking a bit about, um, uh, Dark Souls, 10 years of Dark Souls, you know, considering uh, there'd be no Bloodborne without Dark Souls, and, you know, there'd be no, this podcast in the way that it started, without, um, without that, you know, I, I'm, Dark Souls 3 is my favorite, but I'll, I'll look at all three of them for sure, and I'll see if I can get the compendium out maybe, if it, if it vibes. This stuff is messy, Ah. So you can make them, I say. I suppose. And I suppose you can eat them after that. Beautiful. Now, you know what I'm looking for. <gasps> Did they take it down? I think they- <gasps> Guys, they had to take it down because it is a spoiler. And I'm so glad I saved the image. Folks, yeah, I remember coming off of this one, like, that was an actual request from the studio. Well, in that case, I'm about to show you something, folks. Are you ready? Just while I'm looking, I just want to highlight, like, see how Mantra still has that amazing kind of quality to him. Like, it just feels so consistent with the animated series as well. Here we go, spoilerific. Now I'm excited. What we have here? Are you the gatekeeper? He is the keymaster. Are you the gatekeeper? Boom, right there. So just wanted to riff about this tie, tie things off here, hopefully this doesn't mean like we're fairly deep into the into the show so I don't feel oh, I like the, the triangles there I don't feel like that's a very it, you know, like as in the end of the poster for it um, sorry, not it Um, the thing poster, a very famous poster by Drew Struzan and speaking of Drew Struzan, um his uh, almost like spiritual protege See, very, very the thing. Uh, His spiritual protege. Speaking of which, is is Paul Shipper, who I spoke with, who Albert Kessa. I guess I'll just as a contextual thing. Boom, that's him and I speaking. And if you go, Paul Shipper, Ghostbusters Afterlife. He has been doing some amazing. There you go. Look at this, folks. A beautiful, beautiful cover art here. And remember, see this this um, pixelization? Google didn't used to do this. It actually used to do... Um, full resolution shots, but... Um, what are you going to do? Yeah, see, boom. Nice. Save agent. Uh, To their credit, when you click in, you can save it pretty easily. And this is also extremely iconic. Like, already, just that idea of the, the mini-puffs. So shout out to Paul Shipper for his amazing, amazing work um, and honouring um, the spirit of uh, Drew Struzan in in the posters of um, of Ghostbusters Afterlife. So that's that ties off this episode, folks. Um, the the joy, the hype, you know. I I really you saw on the Amazon page. I have um, thanks a lot, Greg. The uh, Oreos, the, the the extra puffed Oreos as well, and I just hope I can have a bowl of this cereal before it all goes down, but yeah, so it has been so lovely um, making our way through some of this material, I've already um, gained some appreciation and some facts I hadn't known about, it. and then the art book moment as well, so, but folks have a lovely rest of your day and until next time bye for now
2: let's say this Twinkie represents the normal amount of psychokinetic energy in the New York area. According to this morning's sample, it would be a Twinkie 35 feet long, weighing approximately 600 pounds. (coughs) That's a big Twinkie. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Why? It would be bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good-bad thing. What do you mean, bad? Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. All right, that's bad. Okay, all right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. What
1: are you working on, Egon?
2: Trying to determine whether human emotions actually affect the physical environment. It's a theory Ray and I had when we were still Ghostbusters. Can they see us? No. I they think they're here for marriage counseling. We kept them waiting for two and a half hours, and I've been gradually increasing the temperature in the room. It's up to ninety five degrees at the moment. Now, my assistant is asking them if they'd mind waiting another half hour. Oh, good, very good. Very, very nice.
1: So Egan, what do you think?
2: Excellent, just excellent. We'll do the happiness index next?
1: We're ready for the affection test.
2: Good. Send in the puppy, please.
1: I thought of getting in touch with them after my marriage ended, but... Oh. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> I appreciate your doing this.
2: Try not to worry.
1: Here's my phone number. You'll call me? Yes. I'd rather you didn't mention any of this to... Peter, if you don't mind. No, I won't. won't. Thanks.
2: Let's see what happens when we take away the puppy. Hello, Bankman. Hi, Pete. How's it going? Hey, well, hi, Egon. How's school? Bet those science chicks really dig that large cranium of yours, huh? I think they're more interested in my epididymis. <laughs> Egon, what? What are we doing? He seems to be fine, Dana. Mm
1: Mm-hmm, he's very healthy.
2: He's okay. When he does sleep, where do you put him?
1: Uh, Right around here, I'll
2: show you. Venkman, would you get a stool specimen, please? Business or personal? I have a radical idea. The door swings both ways. We could reverse the particle flow through the gate.
1: How? We'll cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. You're going to endanger us. You're going to endanger our client, the nice lady who paid us in advance before she became a dog. Not necessarily.
2: There's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive. You
1: ignorant, disgusting plod!
2: You're nothing but an unstable short-chain molecule!
1: You foul, obnoxious
2: man! Nah. You have a weak electrochemical bond! I have seen some disgusting crud in my time! But you take the case. You're... you're just...
1: This is what you do with your spare time. Peter, this is an incredible breakthrough. I mean, what a discovery, a psycho-reactive substance. Whatever this stuff is, it responds to human emotional states mood slime
2: oh baby huh. you mean this stuff actually feeds on bad vibes like a cop in a donut factory we've been running tests to see if we can get an equally strong positive reaction what kind of test
1: well we sing to it and uh, we talk to it and say supportive nurturing things to it
2: you're not sleeping with it are you right Oh, you. It's always the quiet ones. You hound.
1: <clears throat> Why am I drippings with goo?
2: You had a violent, prolonged, transformative psychic episode.
1: Uh-huh. And are there any other paintings in the museum with bad spirits in them?
2: You're wasting valuable time. He's drawing strength from a psychomagnetheric slime flow that's been collecting
1: under the city. Major slime-related psychokinetic event.
2: What happened?
1: Something came out of Dana's bathtub. I tried to grab her and the baby. Are they all right? Yeah, well, she got out of there and went over to Venkman's.
2: This is interesting, Ray. Remember the painting Venkman mentioned? Uh Uh-huh. Ran the name Vigo the Carpathian through the occult reference net. Look what came up.
1: Ooh. Nice, ugly history. You think there's a connection between this Vigo character and the...
2: Slime? It's the atomic weight of cobalt, 58.9.
1: Look at this! What is it? It's me. Hey! Look at all that weird writing. What do you think it means?
2: Do not open until doomsday.
1: Hey, good guess. How do you
2: know? Who, me? I didn't say anything. (laughs) Do not open until doomsday
1: maybe maybe we ought to do like it says are you nuts we've got a subway tunnel to dig we're not gonna stop just cause some nut door says so okay move those drillers
2: in let's go whoops run